This is Friday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. What a special time this evening to celebrate the birth of Jesus. One of the columns from the New York Times Modern Love section that I enjoyed tells of the story of Sarah Eckel. She remained single through her 20s and into her 30s, and it seemed that every man she met and got to know could find something wrong with her, or something missing. Her story seemed to be always about how she fell short, how she was not enough. So she stopped dating. Then after she'd not dated for a while, she had the endless questions as to why she wasn't in a relationship, and so much time had passed. The message seemed to be, what's wrong with you? That was the story she was living in. It's not that she didn't try to change her life. She saw therapists. She tried examining her issues. She tried new hairstyles and books with advice on how to meet and get married. And all sorts of things to overcome the gnawing sense of unworthiness, of undesirableness. Then she came to a point where she felt she had to live under the banner, learning to love my single life. In other words, it's never going to happen. I'll never find love. And then she met a man named Mark, who when he heard about her relationship history could only say, ah, lucky for me, all those other guys were idiots. You see, here was a person who saw her, loved her, wanted to be with her. They dated for a year, and then they were married. Now married, Sarah explains how she and her long single friends became married. She said this, Did we find love because we grew up, got real, and worked through our issues? No. We just found the right guys. We found men who love us even though we're still cranky and neurotic haven't got our careers together, and sometimes we talk too loudly, drink too much, and swear at the television news. We have gray hairs, unfashionable clothes, and bad attitudes, and they love us anyway. What's wrong with me? Plenty. But that was never the point. Now, I'm not sharing Sarah's story to say something about singleness or how you should meet somebody. I share her story to help us see God. We may grow up knowing about God, but we don't really know Him. We think Him judgmental, impossible to please, critical and always watching, and we always fall short. So He must always be disappointed in us. So yes, God might come, might punish me to make me straighten up or give me what I deserve, but love me? <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But then Jesus shows up, and he shows us that our image of God is not really God at all. God is nothing like that. He shows us this five-fold love, this, this love that it does more than show it. He does it. He gives it. He lives it. This love is the theme of this week. And we begin this week with John 3.16. But listen to the words of the verse immediately following it. John 3.17. Let me read them together in context. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
For God did not send His Son into the world to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. Yes, Jesus doesn't come judging us. We're already under judgment, and we feel this. This is what Sarah had said was weighing her down. The awareness that something must be wrong with her. That judgment comes from the notion that we've got to be bright and shiny and all put together. And flawless, really. But that never happens, and we know it. And that leaves us feeling unwanted and unloved. But then God shows up with love. And this is the mission of Jesus. For God so loved the world. Now for Sarah, she just didn't believe this until the right man showed up. And this man saw her and loved her as she was. I don't think we get this right until the right God shows up. The God that has loved us, he's not placed any conditions on us. He was enough because we're not enough. I love the way Brennan Manning explains it. God loves you unconditionally as you are, not as you should be, because nobody is as they should be. This is the message of grace. A grace that hikes up the robe and runs breakneck speed toward the prodigal, reeking of sin, and wraps him up and decides to throw a party, no ifs, ands, or buts. This grace is indiscriminate compassion. It works without asking anything of us. Grace is sufficient, even though we huff and puff with all our might, to try to find something or someone it cannot cover. Grace is enough. Jesus is enough. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we feel like we're hustling every day so that people will think we're together, to be the people we believe we ought to be. And those oughts are killing us. Then Jesus shows up with nothing but love, not judgment, no condemnation, no expectations, no disappointment. This love is difficult for us to take in because we think we ought to be able to get ourselves together. But thank you for loving us anyway. Lord, grant that we may live in your love and in your love alone. Amen.